This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 534. And Joe Walsh on Rock 102. Hey, it could get a little ugly this morning. Uh, thunderstorms rolling into the area. Uh, but they will clear. And then sunshine this afternoon. But uh, could be uh, could be a tough commute, maybe, depending on how soon they get here. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, what a day today. We're going to be talking to Scott Cohen about uh, baseball or <laughs> maybe tennis. Possibly. Uh, <laughs> maybe even football. Yeah, I don't know about mm. that. Uh, yeah. No, they will be talking about the football and the Patriots game yesterday. Also, Sheriff Nick Kochi will be joining us. Yeah, but uh, the single biggest headline I've seen since I've woken up this morning uh, is that squirrels have personalities. So, we got to get to the bottom of that. Are you a uh, part of that cult that mutilates squirrels? Yeah, yeah, we have a deal. No, wait a minute. The deal's with the pigeons. Um, yeah, they have personalities if you didn't know that. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that in full. Oh, good! Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. It's five thirty-five in Rock One Hundred and Two. Save yourself thirty percent on Union Station. Sa- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Alice Cooper on Rock 102. We are uh, looking at the possibility of some thunderstorms this morning. And uh, if it's not raining where you are, it might be soon. Although uh, I'm looking right now at the Weather Channel radar. And the rain line runs right through Forest Park, across the Connecticut River, and then uh, north of Route 57. And then it gets ugly beyond that. But for us... It, uh, it looks like it's still dry out. So, uh, what do we got? 60, oh, 69 degrees. <laughs> hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash yeah, Steve and Nagel of Rock 102? Well, once a year, MTV nudges the pregnant teens aside and acknowledges that the M in its name used to stand for music. And they do this by hosting the MTV Video Music Awards. Did you know that? That's that's how they remind people? That's how they remind oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this year's ceremony went down last night. Uh, Little Nas X's Montero got video of the year. Uh, Justin Bieber got artist of the year. And Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license picked up song of the year, proving that MTV really doesn't know anything about music. I was going to say, yeah. did uh, any of these videos actually appear on MTV? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't even think they hold like a place in the day. To play videos. The uh, the Foo Fighters won the U.S. Global Icon Award, and Dave Grohl used his uh, very short acceptance speech to kind of poke fun at MTV for basically having nothing to do with music anymore. He thanked all the, quote, past and present people at MTV like Kurt Loder, Tabitha Soren, Matt Pinfield, and J.J. Jackson, who he mistakenly called J.J. Johnson before the band corrected him. He doesn't have to call him Johnson. No. Of course, uh, none of those people have anything to do with MTV's present. Especially so. since J.J. Jackson's been dead for years. And by the way, I just discovered this uh, on Friday. The the, um, the the DGs, the Foo Fighters, did this. They, they did the Bee Gees songs. They did about five Bee Gees songs. Right. Have you heard it? Yes, I did. It's It's pretty good. They're very good musicians. Mm. They are very good musicians, but they sound exactly like the Bee Gees. And it's they're called like the DGs. The DGs. That's yeah. interesting. 
It's uh, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, we should play some of it. I'm out at uh, I'm out at Sunny's yesterday watching uh, Aquanet, and and I don't know why I just I got this feeling because it's it's virtually the same crowd there almost every week, and it and it is uh, an older crowd, probably around my age. People having fun dancing. Yes, yes, that was the bad part. But um, but uh, watching uh, some of the women who dance and listening to the music that was being played. I couldn't help but think, and obviously we have all aged, some better than others, but it was making me think as the band was playing these songs from the 80s, I was trying to remember the women from the videos that played on MTV back then (laughs) and imagining this is what those ladies look like now. There's a couple of uh, clickbait things on the internet that show you exactly what they look like now. I I have more fun in my imagination. Yeah, I was going to say, your memories would probably serve you better than to see what they look like now. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Camilla Cabello sang Don't Go Yet, and she crushed it. And Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow tore up the stage as well. And speaking of backsides, mm. Madonna. Uh, and hers kicked off the show. Fantastic. She just came out all Fantastic. with a bare back. And, and wow. all those youngsters in the crowd said, who's the old lady singing? Yeah, who's this saggy-skinned old lady right. coming out on stage? <laughs> Why does she have a map on her back? Yeah, what's going on with her? Is that my is mom she, singing on the, on the stage? Is she sick? Uh, Maybe Cesar Milan didn't whisper loud enough when it came to his Pitbull Jr. because he's being accused of some vicious attacks. A young woman named Lydia Mattis is suing Milan, claiming that Jr. attacked her, repeatedly bit her legs, and ruined her gymnastics career. Lydia's mom worked for uh, Cesar, and uh, the attack happened when she went to visit her at work. She claims Jr. was just roaming around the halls freely when the attack happened. Supposedly, she was a star gymnast being recruited by colleges at the time, but her injuries left her unable to perform. Mm-hmm. Lydia said uh, Cesar let Junior roam th- free, even though he knew he was violent. In fact, Junior had allegedly mauled several dogs and even killed one blo- belonging to Queen Latifah. And, and yet Cesar- was wandering free throughout the offices. And Milan tried to cover up that incident by claiming Queen Latifah's dog was hit by a car. I mean, if he's like, a, like the dog whisperer of dog trainers... And he can't control that dog. Mm. Maybe he's not that great of a trainer. He tried to claim the other dog was hit by a car with teeth. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, like, you, I mean, there's got to be bite marks all over this thing. The dog uh, might have—I uh, don't want to get too graphic, mm-hmm. but you know, the injuries sustained from a car hit right. versus a, a teeth. Yeah, uh, two different things. Sure. Joe Don Rooney, you know who that is, right? Uh, no. Do you want to know who it is? Uh, oh no! He was a guitarist in Rascal Flats. Oh sure. Anyway, he was charged with driving under the influence on Thursday after crashing into a tree around 4 a.m. He posted a $2,500 bond and was released a few hours later. A few hours later. That's uh, that's one hell of a broken road, don't you think? You see what I did? Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. You took what I think is a Rascal Flats song yeah. and turned it into something. Yeah, uh, see, you're only going to get that if you're a Rascal Flats fan. I'm not, but Apparently. I, I, I was or, able to put two and two together. Or if you're a wedding DJ who happens to play that at every single Ugh. wedding. Alanis Morissette is ready to talk about being victimized by men when she was a young pop singer. Quote, I would always say some say I was consenting, and then I'd uh, be reminded, like, hey, you were 15. You weren't consenting at 15. No, that would not be uh, considered no. consent. Elton John surprised Metallica uh, on Zoom and then gave them some major props. He said uh, nothing. Metallica who? Metallica. Huh? <laughs> he, said, ah. he said nothing else matters is one of the 
best songs ever written, which made which uh, made James Hetfield uh, cry. Yeah, and then he played Master of Puppets on the piano. Yeah, he's not gonna. He wasn't gonna play Elton's favorite song. No. Oh, you mean Elton played uh, Master yeah, of Puppets? Yeah, Elton played Master of Puppets on the piano. Mm. That's a very long Or Ride the Lightning. Yeah. One of the two. Shaquille O'Neal joined Tinder, but he quit after striking out with a woman. Uh, he was like, I was like, it's me. It's Shaq. And she said, Shaq would never be on this. <laughs> so I had to delete it. I had to delete my whole account. He's probably right. Well, ha- what, did it, what made him think that? Because anybody would probably just assume that that's not really Shaquille O'Neal, even if it's a picture of Shaquille O'Neal. See, but I think uh, a lot of celebrities figure that if they can put the title as The Real Shaq, yeah. then it couldn't possibly be anybody but The Real Shaq. That makes sense. Uh, they do that on Twitter and on Instagram. Yeah. I bet you that lady's kicking herself in the ass right now, going, damn it, that was him. That was The Real Shaq. I should have swiped right or left or whatever the good one is. <laughs> Get them mixed up. And Britney Spears and her longtime boyfriend, Sam Ashgari, are engaged. Congratulations. Oh, that's they, great. They got, to get, uh, they got together after meeting on the set of her Slumber Party video in 2016. Britney is 39 and Sam is 27. The very first thing she does to try to prove she's sane. <laughs> that she's it, capable of taking care of herself. You, you yeah. Is to put her hands in the soil. Put yeah. in the hands of somebody else. Well, could I, let's see, could I uh, better my life or could I regress back to the unsupervised train wreck I always had been? I think B. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Look, before some of you start actively bemoaning about how much you already miss Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform, let's consider a couple of things here. First, yes, the Patriots lost their home opener to the Miami Dolphins by a score of 17-16. However, if you're going to pin that loss on a rookie quarterback playing in his very first NFL game, and apparently you were watching that other debacle on Fox instead. However, let's focus ourselves on the Patriots instead of the other one. No, this loss cannot be pinned on Mac Jones. Mac Jones is the best thing the Patriots had going yesterday. Mac finished his debut completing 29 out of 39 passes for 281 yards, one touchdown, and not a single interception. He also converted 11 out of 16 third downs, and those 281 yards are the largest amount of passing yards by a Patriots quarterback in his first career start. Better than Steve Grogan, better than Drew Bledsoe, and oh yes, even better than Tom Brady. Where the Patriots blew it was with stupid boneheaded penalties and that Damian Harris horrifying fourth quarter fumble on Miami's nine yard line. Is that Mac Jones' fault? No, it is not. Mac Jones had himself a good day. He just didn't walk away with the win. You know what Cam Newton did all day? He did the same thing that you and I did. He watched the Patriots beat themselves with lapses in judgment and other forms of various horse crap. Now here's the good news. Next Sunday, the Patriots host the Jets. The Jets were worse than the Patriots, losing to Carolina 19-14. Having watched both those games, I think we can take them. Not only that, but I also think there'll be enough yelling and screaming going on this week at the Patriots practice facility that perhaps these guys won't make the same mistake twice. 
let's just keep in mind, this was only just one game, and there's still plenty of stuff to be optimistic about. If only we could hold on to footballs at the nine-yard line, then I think the Jets could be in for some serious trouble. But hey, and never mind yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. When you buy the DeWalt Cordless Impact Driver on sale at Rockies for $170, you get a DeWalt LED work light free. Rockies is the best place for power tools. Fact or opinion? Both power tools. Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 and Cheap Trick on Rock 102. Going to have some uh, thunderstorms rolling in here pretty soon uh, for the morning. And then by the afternoon, the sun will be out. So um, actually, it almost looks as though the thunderstorms have now passed us. Um, But it may be raining where you are. It's just not here at the moment. Um, Had an interesting weekend. Busy. I'll tell you that. Busy weekend. Started out uh, Friday night. If you remember, uh, Judy Matt was in here on Friday morning. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Talking about the Friday night uh, 9-11 remembrance, which was very, very well done. Uh, Kudos to Anthony Signoli, who was the MC for the evening. Um, Very nice video display. Since when did you start calling him Anthony? Uh, Since Judy told me last week that she doesn't call him Tony. Um, So... Very nice uh, video display. They also had a a drone up that was showing live video on the screen. That that was pretty cool too. And then a um, uh, a convoy, if you will, of emergency vehicles, beginning with police motorcycles, and then police cars, and then fire trucks and ambulances that came across the Memorial Bridge from West Springfield with all of their uh, all of their sirens blaring and their lights on. Uh, turned onto Hall of Fame Avenue or West Columbus Avenue, whatever you want to call it, and then uh, drove past the main entrance of uh, Riverfront Park. That was near the end. And then the program had called for a flyover from the 104th over in Westfield, but I heard before the ceremony began that because of 9-11, um, well, there I, were no flyovers anywhere. It's um, Judy actually, when she was here, off the air, she said, yeah, we're not going to be able to do the flyover. Oh, and then, yeah. And then you were on the air saying, yeah, there's going to be a flyover. And she's like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Well, being down the hall, Judy didn't come down here. No, of course not. The thing I don't get, I, I really just, I don't understand this. Why it sounds like Amtrak is just a bunch of jerks. Until, you know, this thing had been planned, obviously, for a long time. Judy had been putting this together for quite some time. And it, and it took quite a bit of not just planning, but work. Um, the main entrance, the, the, uh, ceremonial entrance to Riverfront Park is directly at the bottom of State Street. You go under I-91, you come across West Columbus Avenue, and there's the main entrance. And they had, uh, two fire trucks with their ladders up, dangling a, uh, and a, a large American flag. And that's how people entered the park because at the last minute, that was allowed. Uh, up until the night before, late the night before, from what I understand, Amtrak had refused to open that gate. Despite this giant flag and, the, and like I say, the ceremonial entrance to the park, Amtrak is in charge of the entrance to the park there because you have to walk across the railroad tracks. 
And and obviously they had a lot of police there. Nobody was going to have any problems of getting hit by a train or anything like that. But, right. But Amtrak said no until, from what I understand, the mayor got involved. And, so and it's like you know during what? the during the fireworks they allow it. Yeah. Well, because right because Judy gets special permission for one night to allow that. Now, I mean, there is another entrance into the park, and that's the preferred entrance, apparently, of Amtrak. It's north of that main entrance, and it goes below the tracks. Yeah, it's like a it's like a a walking tunnel. Yeah, so that must be, you know, that Amtrak doesn't own that, so they can't be jerks about that part. But, um, you know, uh, a couple of things uh, that I discovered um, over the weekend that I didn't know and and one of them I had just found out a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sorry not to remember the name, but there was a speaker from the military at that ceremony who pointed this out. Um, when we scrambled jets on 9-11 from Cape Cod, um, unfortunately, they were not armed. The, uh, the jets had no missiles on them. So as they flew to New York to try to intercept uh, one of these planes— the two pilots, one piloted by a male, the other piloted by a female, decided that they were on a kamikaze mission, that the male pilot said he would hit the cockpit and the female pilot said she would hit the tail and hmm. they would take the plane down because none of them were armed. It took hours to get <clears throat> fighter jets in the air that were armed, which is Eh, kind of a little weird, I, I think. I suppose when you're not, you know, commissioned to be, you know, in action. I mean, you don't necessarily get everything ready to go. But well, I'm kind of kind of surprised that there's not always at least yeah. some jets prepared mm-hmm. in case of just this. The other uh, the other thing I, I found interesting, I saw a special over the weekend uh, about clearing the skies and and the way they got all the planes out of the air. Uh, all over on 9-11. And any flights coming across the Atlantic, coming to the United States, got diverted to one of like seven places in in Newfoundland, up in uh, northern Canada. And what I never heard before about this was they had all of these airliners all lined up that they had landed there unexpectedly, and 3,000 passengers were held on those planes for more than 24 hours mm. before they were allowed to be released right. or before the planes were allowed to continue in their uh, in the next leg. Well, do you remember, because uh, I remember us doing this uh, at the time, there were, uh, you know, there have always been websites that allow you to kind of look at, you know, where planes are up in the air in real time. Oh, yeah, I got one uh, on my phone. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have one on my phone, but I remember at the time looking at that mm-hmm. because at you know eight forty-five in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, the skies are loaded with planes. Oh hell yeah! And as we were going through our broadcast, and we stayed on the air until I believe one o'clock that afternoon, you could see how rapidly planes were being mm-hmm. grounded. Yeah, to the point where by the end of the day, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. In the air, and it was funny to listen to the uh, air traffic controllers up in Newfoundland, because obviously, with all the planes that were up there, there wasn't enough time to explain what was going on. They were simply told, uh, "You have to, you have to land here," 
and uh, and then you would hear the air traffic controller say, "No, you don't understand. This is not a request. This is an order. You must land." Here. You know, without having to, without being able to go into all the details, uh, it, it was not an easy thing to do. But they did it in a in a relatively quick fashion in an unprecedented way. So Saturday. I, uh, I I got to go, and I can't stand going to banks anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you got to have uh, something done in the lobby, it's just uh, a pain in the ass. So I go to uh, Bank of America on Saturday because I got to ask a question about something. And first of all, what used to be like eight teller windows has uh, been blocked by uh, smoked or patterned plexiglass on six of those windows. So now there's only two that are ever in operation. And on a Saturday morning, I was unaware of the possibility that there might be, oh, nine customers in line waiting to get to these uh, these two windows when I first walked in. Could this have been a question that might have been answered over the phone? If they had answered the phone the seven times that I called. Ah, yes. But then when I walked into the bank lobby, I could see why nobody was answering the phone. Um, there's this old woman, old woman, standing in line. And I'm not really up yet on what's going on because I didn't, I wasn't paying attention or I didn't hear the first part. And the line is one of these, you know, you, you line up this way and everybody's moving to the right and then you go around a little pylon and then everybody's moving to the left. Right. You know? so or left. The old lady is actually having an issue when I say with the woman in front of her, it was probably a woman five people in front of her, but she was directly in front of her because of the way the line weaved. And I could tell they were having some kind of a disagreement. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but you could hear the voice of this old woman uh, obviously upset about something. And then when uh, the one person finally moved away from the window and the entire line shifted, um, they still have, at Bank of America, they still have the markings on the floor of six feet distance. And all of a sudden you hear this old lady scream at the guy between me and her. Six feet. It says six feet. Move over to that that spot right there. And I'm like, oh man. First of all, I love this woman. That's what I'm gonna be like when I'm in my nineties. <laughs> Let's hope so, not. So then, uh, so everybody's kind of like shaking their head at her, and uh, nobody's uh, nobody's really engaging her. And then uh, she gets to the front of the line. She's next, and uh, and the the teller says, uh, next, please. And this old lady, like, standing there, looks around at all of us. And and somebody goes, that's you. And she's like, I know that. I can hear. I don't have to be told. So then I decide, okay, you know what? I'm getting involved in this because this is ridiculous. <laughs> you, you asked for her number and said, how are you doing? No. And she's like, I, I heard that. And I go, well, then put your mask on, right, and move forward. And she just kind of, shut up. She looks at me and she screams just like that. I mean, she's got her mask down on her top lip. Right. Now, here she is worried about a guy standing six feet from her, and she's screaming at everybody with her mask halfway off of her face. And then, uh, and then finally, when she gets done with her transaction, it was all I could do not to say, you have a pleasant day, as she walked by me. But 
you know, it, by then it was such a long time yeah, but then I would have looked like the instigator. Well, yeah, and at that point, you're not really making much of a point. This, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, she's she's gonna do what she's gonna do, <laughs> and your your uh, your your obnoxious barbs like are just gonna bounce off her chest like yeah. bullets off a of Superman. This was an angry woman. Yeah, and I gotta believe she was like this. I, I don't think there's anything in the bank necessarily set her off because by the time I got out and and went to leave. She was on foot walking towards Big Y to, I presume, catch a bus where I'm sure her personality would have been very much welcomed by the PVTA. Yes. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's very true. But it was just, you know, oh, man. Stay away from the banks on Saturday morning because, I, you know, I get it. You don't want to have to pay employees because maybe it's only going to be busy for two or three hours. But uh, when nobody's answering the phone and there's only two windows open, that makes for an unpleasant experience. Did you try calling your branch, or mm-hmm. you just did you? Could you have called the actual bank offices? Because uh, that's no, usually I where you call the branch. Because see, that's what you. That's if you call the actual bank. That's what I'm saying. I not, called the not the bank. branch, not the branch, but the the bank offices. Like usually, it's a one eight hundred number. Uh, you're more likely to get an actual human being than if you're calling the yeah. branch, where they're all too busy for you. Yeah, maybe. But uh, it, yeah, it was uh, it was an unpleasant experience. It's six twenty three with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Aware Recovery Care of Massachusetts provides hope for those with addiction to drugs. Six twenty six with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. The other thing I didn't get was Mass Live Saturday morning had two photographs from the uh, 9-11 ceremony the night before at Riverfront Park. Two pictures. Um, Yesterday or this morning, they've got like 30 photos from the West Springfield Memorial out on the green. And I mean, I'm not comparing one city to the next, but I am kind of surprised that there was only two photos. The other thing I saw... Well, you may have had a photographer from Mass Live dedicated to the Hall of Fame ceremonies, too. Uh, might have been, but, I mean, there obviously was one at the ceremony. He just uh, only got two pictures for some reason. Because and then, um, he was probably too – he had to get all the way out to Mohegan Sun. Uh, yeah. The uh, the other thing, you know, watching all this 9-11 stuff and reading o- over the weekend, there was a Texas mattress store that did a commercial where they um, had two stacks of mattresses on either side of this female spokesperson and a man standing in front of each stack. And she actually, like, talked about a 9-11 memorial sale. And at the end, she pushes these two guys and they both fall into the big stacks of mattresses, knocking them both down. (laughs) It it, probably one of the most tasteless commercials you could have imagined and uh, but, not- they, but but think about it though. I mean, you're selling mattresses. There are only so many creative ways yeah. to take advantage of the moment mm-hmm. and say, "How can I move these units?" Not only did the store apologize and you know take a lot of guff, they went out of business, which is not surprising. What to do with all the mattresses? Uh, they probably just uh, sold them or trashed them. That's a shame. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Wadding Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Generally, I am not a fan of the knock-knock joke. 
but you got one. But I found a website that is entitled 120 Knock Knock Jokes Guaranteed to Crack You Up. Okay. All right. All right. Knock Knock. Who's there? Says. Says who? Says me. That's who. <laughs> knock Knock. Who's there? Gouda. Gouda who? Gouda Knock Knock Jokes. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> you were right about yeah. these. Knock, knock. Who's there? Honeydew. Honeydew who? Honeydew, you want to dance? Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what? There's 120 of them, but I got I to gotta pace myself. Yeah, breathe. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Springfield. Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tinting in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield Today, here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A section of road was closed in Agawam yesterday following a serious accident that happened just before 4 p.m. Uh, the Agawam Police Department said an investigation is still underway following a serious accident involving a car and motorcycle in the area of North Street and Ridgeway Drive. The driver of the motorcycle was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. The driver of the car was also taken to the hospital but later released. The section of North Street between Wilbert Terrace and Silver, Sylvan Lane was closed until 8 p.m. last night. In a news release uh, from the Agawam Police, uh, the preliminary investigation has revealed the operator of the motor vehicle was exiting Ridgeway Drive and collided with the motorcycle that was traveling eastbound on North Street. The State Police Collision and Reconstruction Section and the District Attorney's Office is continuing to investigate. Amherst police were called to Nutting Avenue early Saturday morning following reports of a firearm uh, and what were thought to be gunshots. Nutting. <laughs> I thought the same thing. And then when they left, were they uh, getting off nutting? Ah! According to police, officers arrived to the location and saw college-aged individuals fleeing. A physical description and clothing description led, to, uh, led officers to Carlos Vasquez who was in a motor vehicle driving away from the area. Vasquez was found with a 9mm handgun in his possession. Officers were able to obtain the firearm, and Vasquez was not licensed to carry that firearm. He's facing multiple charges and is awaiting uh, arraignment in the Hampshire County House of Correction. Is he, in fact, uh, um, in a, is he a college student? Uh, it doesn't say if he is. Yeah. I yeah. like the way he's described as being a college-aged individual. Just well, because it, it's a college town. It doesn't mean he's enrolled. I mean, it's just right, means but, he's 18, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah. He's all three of those ages? Well, somewhere in, <laughs> in a range of those ages. I'll tell you what, I saw something scary uh, the other day. We were driving uh, home. Huh? Mirror? Ooh. No, but yeah. your hurtful barbs have not gone unnoticed. Mm. Uh, no, we were driving uh, on Maple Street towards Islam at a rotary. Okay, you know where Maple Street is, right? Sure, sure. Yep. All right. So, uh, and of course, you know, it's a, it's a Sunday, Saturday afternoon. You know, there's a, there's a decent amount of traffic and there's a car coming down prospect. You know what prospect is, right? Yeah, sure. All sure. right. So there's a car coming down prospect. It's a college age student. Oh boy. Mm. I think 18, it's a 19, 20? college age individual. Individual. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Somewhere within that range. Well, if you're coming down prospect, you are, uh, by, uh, by force, uh, forced to turn right to get into the rotary mm -hmm. okay and you can go anywhere you 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 please you anyone going in the rotary from any direction has Abs to go right absolutely yeah this kid goes straight now you can imagine that that puts him going against oncoming traffic okay, within the rotary prospect 
is 186. No, that's that. I believe that's no prospect is the one that comes down between. Uh, let's see that bank and, and that little gas station. The bank and the gas. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Yep. So if you go straight, yeah, you are going against the flow of traffic, mm-hmm. thereby taking everybody within the uh, the rotary into a standstill, right. a, sh- a a showdown. And this kid clearly had never. Uh, manipulated his way through this rotary before. Did you notice uh, what kind of plates he had? They were Massachusetts they were plates. Mass plates. But huh? that did not necessarily mean he is from this area. Yeah. So uh, I was not the only one to, you know, lay on the horn and use profanity as in, you know, what the deuce, buddy. You know, and it, it, but then he could have had, uh, he could have gotten killed or killed somebody else who was not paying attention to that. Otherwise, uh, free for all. So what did he do? I mean, did he stop finally? He, what he, what he did was, he needed to get onto Shaker Road. Okay. So he went straight from Prospect, ignored the flow of traffic on the rotary. He should have took a left. <laughs> he should have. And then another left would have taken him right to Shaker Road. Yes, but that's eventually what uh, what he did. He just <laughs> yeah. crossed all of this traffic to get mm-hmm. to Shaker Road. Yeah, uh, it's like it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen on that rotary. I've seen some crazy stuff uh, in that rotary, and I think it was about four years ago or so. A lady came up, uh, same thing. Came up, I think it's Prospect Street, right? Yeah. And then uh, took a left and then did a Yui to go the other way. A left and then a U-E? <laughs> well, a left to take a U. It basically was a U-turn. Uh-huh. It's prospect, and then it, she went back onto Maple Street, mm-hmm. and it was just like this is not how this works. No. This is not how any of this works. No. What is your problem? When the signs uh, tell you what to do, you should probably well, be reading them so yeah. that you also, as a motorist, know what to do. There are so many signs, though. I mean, you have to admit that is a sign-filled, uh, not a sign-filled. A sign-filled no, uh, intersection. I, I I totally agree. But if you are reading the signs carefully, if you're paying attention to what you're doing, well, you, you can get through it without too much of a problem. You can't do both. Read the signs carefully and pay attention to what you're doing. Well, he didn't. Uh, he didn't really do either one. Well, he got where he was going. I don't. I don't know that for sure. I don't know what other kind of. Uh, you know, you know, misadventures he may have found himself in later in the day. We need more rotaries like that with 9,000 roads coming into one. We do. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, I um, last week I went to uh, Steve Lewis uh, Subaru up in Hadley. It's first time I have been off of what used to be exit 19, and I can't remember what it is now, but that's the first time I've been down there since they put a rotary in. And I got to tell you, that is a lot easier, particularly if you wanted to get a, what was that across the street? Damon, was that the start of Damon Road? Yes. yes. Right there? Yeah. Yeah, That that's a lot more convenient as a rotary. Yeah, I did that uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through there. And even though traffic was pretty heavy, it was moving very quickly. Yeah, yeah. same here. I was even surprised because... When I was coming, uh, going home, you know, going westbound on uh, Route 9, I thought for sure that as smooth as that rotary was going to be, the traffic to make a left onto 91 South would be backed up and, mm-hmm. because the light is still there. Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't backed up. 
Mm. It, it, actually, that rotary made things a lot better. Uh, an investigation is underway in Chicopee following a stabbing incident on Pelican Drive Friday evening. The department said the incident occurred at 6.53 p.m. Uh, and after 11 p.m., uh, police were still advising residents to avoid the area while they continued their investigation. No other details were released, or at least 22 didn't call and find out what happened. Nope. Well, again, the, the cops could have been tight-lipped. We're not telling you anything. They're in the same town. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they talk. They could be in the same building. Yeah, but you didn't even have the news crew going over there going, guess what we saw? Well, they, yeah, but that would have helped. Loud. Another organization will not be sending staff into the Hamden County Courthouse amid mold concerns. According to the spokesperson for the Committee for Public Counsel Services, public defenders and their clients will not be, will not be appearing in court in person. CPCS has also hired an expert to perform tests in the building and will not have staff and clients return until the results come back. They are urging the Mass Trial Court to find another space for court hearings to be held while the mold issue continues. This is uh, this is getting interesting. You know, we mentioned uh, we're going to have Nick Kochi on uh, later this morning to talk about his decision to no longer bring inmates. And if you saw, there was an article on Mass Live over the weekend. And, and obviously, we're talking uh, down the road a ways here. But um, the, the uh, Stuart Weldon trial, the, the serial killer whose body, all those females' bodies were found on his property on Page Boulevard mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago now. Uh, his trial is about to begin. And by that, I mean there are still hearings and then there'll be jury selection and all that stuff. But generally, the defendant is brought on a daily basis from the jail to the courthouse. And since the sheriff has decided he's no longer going to uh, transport prisoners to the courthouse, the courthouse itself has a lockup. So Weldon has been moved to that lockup, and that's where he'll stay until the trial begins. Think about this, though. So here's the sheriff saying, we're not going to send our prisoners to uh, the courthouse uh, because it's gross. Mm-hmm. These are guys who are in jail. Yeah. And he's saying that the courthouse is too gross. Well. These guys go to the bathroom in a toilet without a seat in which everyone can see. Um, you want to talk about gross. Let's I talk, don't. Let's I, talk about jail living. I've seen enough episodes of Orange is the New Black yeah. to know it's not a place I want to go. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, unless you would like to suffer the wrath of the sheriff, I would... Uh, probably point out that the the conditions of the county court uh, county jail are probably much nicer than the lockup in that courthouse which should be condemned anyway well sure because the so. inmates are cleaning up the place all day and it's newer so i, I i'm sure uh, the jail while it's no uh, resort it, it's probably a better place to be than in the court building the jail God is knows newer, how long. but the courthouse is manure that's the difference. Yeah. Now, is it uh, Springfield Country Club Friday night? Yes. What a beautiful view of that women's correctional facility oh, from across the way. <laughs> it really is. You bring your binoculars? Uh, no, I didn't bring the binoculars. You know, you know, here's the thing about the skyline of Springfield. You cannot see that MGM sign no. from from up atop the mountain. I know. <laughs> now, this is what, you know, we had this. We had this conversation when they uh, when they made that final or that big change of design mm-hmm. of what they had originally intended it to be. And I said back then, because they talked about changing the skyline of the city. And I said, that's not going to do it. You can't see anything 
for you can't see it from the the hill when you're coming uh, off of Route Five to get onto 91 North. Well, maybe if they build that tower they were talking about, That's what that'd I mean. be different. Yeah, or they could have done something that that changed the skyline. But no, it, it, you you can't see that thing. Uh, researchers have a new study out that says a sting from a bee on your penis has the potential to enlarge it permanently. Sign me up. Where can we go find some bees? Oh, we. <laughs> I wish I had known that last week when I got rid of that beehive. Yeah. According to a recent study, this method was used by the royals of ancient Egypt to permanently enlarge their penises. The Egyptologist who discovered the method from old Egyptian scripts made curious scientists want to know how that is possible. A small study was conducted on nine volunteers of different ethnicity. <laughs> who do you get? Hey, who wants to get in the, who wants to get stung right in the junk? Huh? Uh, I I guess me. Well, apparently three Asians, three Africans, and three Europeans did. John Corona, the leader of the bee sting uh, to the penis research, said he is still shocked by the results. The leader of the bee sting to the penis research. Yes. Yeah. I believe this is called honeycombing. It might be. I like that. Yeah. Honeycomb. <laughs> Bitch better have my honey. <laughs> it's, uh, team said they are now working on whether they can extract whatever substance that causes the permanent reaction from bees so it can be sold over the counter. Permanent. Yeah. They, 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 how long did they study this for? It, they studied it for, I think it was nine, mo- nine months. It was. Nine months. Mm-hmm. Now, do they still have uh, all... Uh, all of its capabilities intact, well, and after three years, the results remained the same. But it was oh. only by like centimeters. It wasn't uh. like you know these guys didn't grow, you know, f- add five inches. And it's not like the more stings you get, the more length you get. N- no, but that would be cool. Yeah, so you get like twelve. Uh, you get like twelve bees to all come in there and sting you at the same time <laughs> or successively. And you've had a stinging sensation before. So what, yeah. what difference was yeah. this for you? Really. Yeah, you imagine that Tinder profile looking for the girl who can take the stinger out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking for you, baby. (laughs) Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny after all these thunderstorms move in throughout the area. Uh, And a high of 78. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 76 at 69. Giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53 in the doors on Rock 102. Well, the thunderstorms have actually passed, and uh, they're gone, so uh, the sun will be out eventually. I, I I have no idea. I'm in a room with no windows at the deepest possible corner of the building, so I, I can only look at the radar, and the radar looks like it's gone, so it should be uh, should be a nice day today. Don't you uh, have an app that you can use that shows you what a window looks like or what's outside your window? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. But, maybe you uh, should maybe you should get on that and create it. Well, I would like to, but it would still be very hard to see. I um, I have this instinctive movement that when I drop something, I almost always stick my right foot out. And I even did this one time, either barefoot or stocking footed, um, with a knife I dropped. Now, thankfully, it went down handle first. But I I just I always do that to like break the fall of whatever it is I dropped as opposed to whatever it is I dropped breaking because it hits the floor. Suppose you were like carrying like a, say like a car engine. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably just wind up breaking your foot. More than likely. 
I, I mentioned uh, that I was at Sonny's yesterday. At one point, uh, I'm, I'm holding a beer in one hand. I'm texting with the other hand. And I, I don't remember whether I went to put the phone back in my pocket or if I was taking it out, but I dropped it. And most of Sonny's is, is all concrete right. uh, everywhere on the floor. And sure enough, it first of all, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't stick my right foot out, which I normally would. And it went face down and hit the concrete. And... You know, I, I've known people who had shattered uh, glass faces on their phones for months. Right. They just, you know, they would just leave it that way and learn to get used to it. Um, I'm not getting used to this. Now, so it's 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 shattered. It, I, I it's the actual glass. It's not like a, like the like the glass covering you may have put on. I don't think so because when I ran my thumb over one of the areas yesterday, I could fe- I took. Uh, like a shard ah, into yes. my finger. Yes. So I'm sure that must mean it's the glass exactly that's broken. You know, despite popular opinion, you're not uh, like a like a primate where your feet can be used like hands to open up bananas and other well, produce. I bet so you. What it, makes you think that you could uh, grab your phone or you, you know? I mean, I, I know you want to soften the fall, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, really, you're you're. You're not really doing that. You're just no. You kicking are. the phone. No, you're not. You're 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 breaking the fall of it hitting my sneaker as opposed to hitting the concrete mm. and possibly even flipping it over so that it might have landed on the protective case. So you're basically which treating is your, there for exactly the reason. So you're basically treating your phone like a hacky sack on its way down. Yeah. Well, I you I no, but uh, so this sounds like it's going to be a big deal. I don't remember if I bought the protection pro, uh, uh, coverage when I bought the phone. Of course you didn't. Who does? Um, I I might have. Please. I don't know. I'm going to have to go to the Xfinity store to find out. And then if not, I'll have to go to the iFix store to have it fixed. Well, how old is your phone? It, it's relatively new. It's mm. like the last five months, four months. Oh, well, then it's yeah, too early to upgrade, but... No, no, no. This is, this yeah. was the upgrade. Gotcha. So, but I also bet I'm looking at maybe a couple of hours of not having the phone. You know, I've been in that position when the phone breaks mm. and uh, you need like it, it's an emergency situation because yeah. it takes away everything. Mm-hmm. All your phone numbers, all your contacts, all your games. Yeah. Uh, all your porn. Well, I mean, yeah, you may have other devices at home that uh, will suffice for that. But it's like you feel you feel lost in the woods. I know you're babing. You're a babe in the woods. It's absolutely true. So uh, I mean, I'm hoping I'm gonna I'm gonna head over there uh, as soon as I can because I'm not I'm not the kind of person who can live with this. You know, just look through because it's cracked in like three different places. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. Speaking of cracked in three different places. Well, that may very well be true, but we're going to talk about the uh, the Patriots and uh, get to the bottom of what happened yesterday. It's uh, 6.58 on Rock 102. GG Inks Scream. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, Saturday, the city of Springfield welcomed back the Basketball Hall of Fame and Tryman ceremonies after taking some time to allow the state of Connecticut to enjoy hosting it to themselves for a while. 
But though days of moving the ceremonies to an arena that provides 300 additional seats in the Mass Mutual Center was totally necessary six months ago, whereas Saturday, Springfield was delighted to welcome everybody back. Now, in all fairness, I did not attend the enshrinement ceremonies. That's partially due to a scheduling conflict in which I had a previous engagement with my couch. It's also due to the fact that I was not comp free tickets. And that's a shame, too, because apparently some of us missed out on some pretty cool stuff. The coolest came during the enshrinement of Chris Bosch. During his acceptance speech, he told a story about how Pat Riley recruited him to the Miami Heat in 2010. And according to Bosch, Riley showed up at a meeting, pulled out a velvet bag, and spread out all five of his championship rings on a table. He then picked one up, handed it to Bosch, and said, you give this back to me when we won, win one together. Bosch, of course, signed with the Heat, won two championships, but never got around to turning that original ring back to Riley. That was until Saturday, when he finally gave Pat Riley his ring back, saying, I wanted to wait for the right moment. I figured this would be a good moment. Oh, man. Oh, I don't care who you are. That was an emotional moment. Was I crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. I accepted this uh, poignant moment and took it like a man. Now, as an emotion, as emotional as it was to see Chris Bosch give back that ring, I could not help but ask myself a few questions. First of all, if the deal was to return the ring after they won a championship together, why did it take eight years for Chris Bosch to not feel like the timing was right? You took that approach to your car payment or your mortgage, they take away your house and repossess your car. Think you're gonna be able to wait around until the timing is right to get your car out of the impound lot? Because I don't think that's how it works in the real world there, Chris. Even for Pat Riley, he's had to wait around until the age of 76 to get his stuff back. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull out Rocky's September sales flyer on your phone or, a com- or your computer. It's loaded with bargains on Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder, Milwaukee Power Tools, Warner Ladders, and plenty more. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. We still might get a shower this morning, but uh, sunshine later on and a high of about 70. Uh, twice now I've accidentally said that tonight in Monday Night Football, the Ravens will be in Vegas to play the Rams. Uh, they will be in Vegas to play the Raiders. My mistake. No big deal. People don't care. Um, what's really important is that the Mac Jones era of Patriots football has begun. And in the studio is right now to talk about that and a few other things is Scott Cohen. Good to see you, Scotty. Yeah, good to see you too, Bax. Uh, hey, John. Hey, what's up, there, buddy? How you doing? All right. Good. So we were, we were just uh, talking on the air a little bit here, and uh, to be honest, I thought Mac Jones looked fantastic considering it's his very first time out, and uh, if only you had guys who could hold on to footballs on the nine-yard line and not com- you know, commit personal fouls, this game would be theirs. Uh, he, Mac Jones, Mac Jones looked good. If this was the seventh game in his fourth year in the NFL, he looked fantastic yesterday. Um, you know, we talked about this in the preseason. You know, you you kind of get somebody's body language. You know, for he know it seems 
he knows exactly what he's doing. He is going about it like he was playing for Alabama last year. Right. There's no, uh, there was absolutely – I didn't see any hesitation on his part. And after watching him play for, say, two and a half, almost three quarters, there was no hesitation on my part saying, like, all right, this is the guy. He played great. He played better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Everybody played better. Everybody played better than Aaron Rodgers. But, Aaron but everybody's Rod- not an MVP. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't been in the office for a good period of time. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. It should be like this. Uh, I'll take uh, terrible starts for uh, 500, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, the thing about the you know, the Patriots, that you know, they did so much in free agency to make this a better team. Guys who could catch the ball. Guys who could run. Guys who could, you know, pass protect. And they... And they had that going, but what they also had was a bunch of real boneheaded Bonehead, penalties, bonehead. which you know took away a good deal of yardage yesterday. You know when you know there was a, a couple of moments where you know Mac Jones had come down the field, and all of a sudden it's completely negated because somebody did something stupid. I have to believe that today and tomorrow, Bill Belichick is going to do whatever he can to destroy those people. <sighs> Do you, those, uh, those players that, 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 that didn't do their jobs. Do you think that's true, or do you think that particularly on week one, the referees are, are calling everything they see, John, and as the season progresses, you, they back off? I think, you know, listen, uh, to, so I, you know, it's like yes and yes. Um, I had had that conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, that conversation with somebody yesterday. The referees are absolutely going to be, you know, uh, doing more than they should because of uh, just to set like precedent. But that, you know, that notwithstanding, eight or nine penalties for 84 yards. Joan, I guess Jones had three drives yesterday of 14 plays or more. And they ended up either with nothing or with a field goal because of what Bax mentioned earlier. Somebody did something stupid, a holding penalty. There was, you know, I guess there were like two personal foul calls just in, in, in a matter of moments of each other. And A, you can't do that. And B, Bill, Bill Belichick's teams never do that. And it costs them the game. Period. I'll- Ultimately, that's uh, that's right, and and you you know I hate to say you waste a great effort from a rookie quarterback, but that winds up being what happened. Yep. You, you know, if otherwise that game goes the other way around, and they're not down by a by a single point. They may be up by as many as two touchdowns. They might be, and you know, I guess I guess in some ways, um, you know, I you we say this when we play like golf in a in a in a tournament, and you're in a scramble with your buddies. <clears throat> it's like, look. The the guys who are going to win this thing are going to be fifteen under. Even if we play well, we're only going to be six. So yeah. it, so it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter that they lost yesterday because they're not winning the division. I I just don't think they are. And yesterday was a learning experience. I mean, Damian Harris just they had so many good plays yesterday, a a, a bunch of them, and for and they wasted them for all the reasons we talked earlier but that guy fumbled for just the second time in his like in, in his career and he, you just did it at the wrong time you can't do that and they did and they lost how about that thursday night performance though huh yeah brady and gronk back together again you know Woo! It, it, it Go was, Bucks! yeah it was like back to the future uh <laughs> antonio brown a touchdown to him two to gronk and you know tom brady <laughs> when is it gonna end yeah, probably when, when he's dead. When he's dead, yep. he's going to have to get hit by a car mm-hmm. or get struck by lightning. He looked as good as he's ever looked. It's it's mind-boggling. Well, I mean, he's uh, 
he's kind of used to it now. And I'm, I'm sure he doesn't start a season off with the same nerves that every other no. player on the field uh, has because you know this is old hat to him. Yeah, and but, you know, and and nerves and he owns do, old hats. Well, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> but nerves do play a part in week one football, of course. And, and everybody's not you know playing you know midseason form. Although you know we were talking about off the air. You know, a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, apart from you know what happened in Jacksonville yesterday, uh, you know looked pretty doggone good. I mean, it's, it's a good solid group of young quarterbacks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. In Jacksonville, unfortunately, saddled with the fact that he's playing in Jacksonville. Yes, and he's the only legitimate player there. Yep. and the guy played like garbage because he's playing for Jacksonville. So wait a minute, the, the Jacksonville played in Jacksonville as well as the Saints and the Packers. No, I mean, I mean, I, I no, the Jacksonville was on the uh, was on the road against oh, oh, oh. Houston. Oh, okay. So Trevor Lawrence, three interceptions and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, up and down day for him. Mac, jo- Mac Jones had the best performance of any of the rookies who played yesterday. And, um, you know, uh, the, it's only the, it, it's just tremendous upside. It's going to be great. Um, can we, uh, is, are the Pagers playing the Dolphins again this year? Yeah, they play them. They play everybody in the division twice. Oh, boy. I hope they get a new quarterback. Who? I, I just I can't say this guy's name. I, I just, oh, just you just say Tua. Just Tua. say just yeah, say Tua. Tua. Right. Kind of like you would say just like Unitas or Staubach. You didn't have to say the whole name. You don't have yeah, to but, say the whole but name. But in this case, you're just going to say his first name. It's more like uh, it's more like uh, yeah, Madonna it, or it's just like it's just Cher. like remember in the NBA, yeah, like Cher, like right. Donovan, like Elvis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to talk with the uh, the Red Sox here for uh, sure. a, a, a quick minute. You know, there's they've had ten players uh, have positive tests. Chris Sale is the, the the most recent one, and last week uh, Renfro was saying uh, in an interview, yeah, that Major League Baseball had told them cut it out. No, you know, no more testing. No more testing. And Major League Baseball comes back and said that's absolutely not true. Right. I don't know what the what the actual story is. But it seems like if you've got 10 players who have tested positive, plus a number of staff people, something serious has gone wrong of course it has. with that team. Yeah, there's, well, the what's seriously wrong with the team is, is what uh, many other Major League Baseball teams have only been lucky. It's like they've, they're not all vaccinated. And, you know, and listen, I get... I get the one point where you're a professional athlete, you're worried about what you're putting in your body, all that and that. And the other thing is, it's like if you get if you get COVID, there's there are some, could be some long long term effects. It takes you off the field. It hurts your team. Of course, the Major League Baseball told him not to test anymore. He, a he wouldn't have said it if if it wasn't true. And because you know you don't make something like that up. And then the other thing is, Alex Cora was asked about it, and he didn't. He did not um, dispel it. Of course, Major League Baseball told him that. It's like, remember, you know, we don't talk politics. Remember mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. the famous thing what Trump said back in the day where he said, you know, if we stop testing, we'll get less positive. You know, right. yeah. it's yeah. like, come on. Well, he's, he, you know, he is a, a master of science. Well, it's and, and it, it, it's bleeding over into the sports world. Major League Baseball told the Red Sox, Lay off the testing. They absolutely positively it, told them. It's that. interesting that the NFL is now claiming they got almost ninety five percent vaccination, right? As opposed to to Major League Baseball. And considering how long of a season it is, 
kind of surprised the numbers are not better than they are. But for, base, for baseball, for, for baseball, yeah, you have to be you have to be seventy. The rule in in uh, MLB is you have to be seventy five percent vaccinated before you can. Uh, relax your COVID protocols. The Red Sox have not been able to do that, and many other Major League Baseball teams have not either because of that. 75%. You figure, with again, with my view, a profession, professional athletes, it should be, it should be 85 to, to 95% vaccinated, but yeah. they're not. Um, this weekend was a Hall of Fame enshrinement. Had uh, Paul Pierce going in, Chris Bosh, yep, uh, a bunch of others, and doing it all in Springfield. Well, that's the thing that I wanted to bring up because mm. last time around, six months ago, everything was done at Mohegan in Connecticut, and they brought it back. Well, at least the the Saturday and enshrinement ceremonies, yes, all of those events for Saturday were back in Springfield. And you have to say, was did they realize it was a mistake? Of course, or was that the rule all along? It's you know, I think they, I think they felt the sting of criticism that was deserved and and valid. Look, if you know, if we're supposed to be Basketball City USA and have the Hall of Fame here, this is where you um, you do everything. I mean, Cooperstown, New York, for crying out loud, is an outpost, and Major League Baseball, which is much bigger than the NBA in popularity still has their uh enshrinement ceremony in that in this small little town in upstate new york but, there's no reason why they should not do everything here but hey listen but did they ha- used to do it at mohegan they, it, everything was here and then they would have the friday night um enshrinement ceremony at symphony hall and then you know then like the baltimore colts in the uh, you know the dead of night they packed up the truck and moved everything down to Connecticut. But, I mean, didn't they do it before? Well, what they used to do is they would have some events at Mohegan. Yep. Okay. And then most of the, uh, the the major events here in Springfield. Yep. But, you know, six so, months ago, it, it got switched. Right. But do you think that a year or two ago there was an agreement that was made that said, hey, listen, we are going to have one enshrinement ceremony here. It'll be in 2020 or, you know, 2021, whatever it was that the pandemic affected, that that they had a contract, that they were going to do it at Mohegan one more time, and then it was just going to come back to Springfield. I think, um, John, yeah, there probably was a contract that needed to be renewed, and I think some of the uh, – I think that some of the criticism that, that, that was rendered against them, which was well-deserved – when the contract was up, if there was one, they decided no. We let's let's go. Let's get most of it back in Springfield. You know the thing that 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 kind of shocks me about the whole thing is say, okay, I get it. Mohegan Sun is a very flashy, very large casino. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a casino now too, and it may not be at the same scale, but it's still a nice casino. The other part is you've moved the you had moved the enshrinement ceremony to the Mohegan Sun Arena. Under the guise that you could fit more people sure. in there. Yep. There's only 300 more seats in the Mohegan Sun Arena yeah. than there is the Mass Mutual Center. Yep. I mean, it, 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 in, in broader terms, they're the same size facility. Yep. And to bring it down to Connecticut, it just shows that uh, you know maybe they just don't understand the community that they're in. And not only that, but they don't always necessarily ingratiate themselves to Springfield the way... I think we would like to see. I think we would all appreciate it and embrace them a little bit more if we felt like the board, because they really think it's it's the board that's making these decisions, understood the sense of community around this place that 
it really is an important part of having a shrine like this in your community. I think I uh, obviously we don't know the ins and the outs of of the dollars involved and the contracts that um, that have you know been signed. But you've yeah, but you know it really does it. everything at the end of the day comes down to money. And Mohegan Sun has very deep pockets, and they probably paid the Hall of Fame handsomely to to have the stuff down there. And you know they went for the money. Uh, there was criticism, and look, just give them you know give them credit and kudos for reacting to whatever it was and they you know brought no it was, I mean, it was definitely the right thing to do to have the right thing to do and why don't they have that lighted ball out in front anymore you know that whole big front of the building that not not the sphere that the orange sphere i'm not talking about that I'm talking about the big front of the building that's all you know round and and had these uh, LED lights in it that they told us back when they opened up had a million different light patterns. They don't even illuminate that at night anymore. Well, here you go, John. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, we're criticizing them for not going down to Mohegan Sun and making all the money. It's obviously the electric bills too expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Although, don't don't you save money on LEDs? Yes, yeah, uh, so allegedly. Uh, imagine that. Imagine if we could use old-fashioned light bulbs, they'd be go broke. Yeah, maybe the trip to Baxi, maybe a trip to Rockies is in the Hall of Fame's <laughs> hey, future. There you go. Now we're talking business. <laughs> All right, Scotty, we'll talk to you next week. You bet. Good to see you. It's uh, 725 on Rock 102. If you're looking for a mobile provider that doesn't drop your calls every five seconds, then you should really look to Xfinity Mobile because Xfinity Mobile is the only wireless network. Six. With Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hell yeah, the Franklin County Fair was a success this weekend. Yeehaw. The uh, success is measured how? Well, it was back and bigger than ever for 2021. During the final day of the Franklin County Fair in Greenfield, more visitors than expected kept pouring through the gates. More than ever or more than last year? More than expected. So if you expect only 10 people to show up and 15 people get there, that's better than expected. From the Midway to the Agricultural and Animal Special Events, they were all very well attended. Uh, 20% over the attendance capacity. 20% over capacity. They're bragging about that. In the middle of a pandemic. Well, you know. <laughs> hey, guess what? We were so good. We were such a great super spreader event that we were 20% over capacity. <laughs> the record crowd is the result of the great passion of this community. They've been coming back for almost a century. That's according to Frank uh, Franklin County Fair President Mike Nelson. You know, it'll <laughs> be interesting to see how uh, the crowds of the Big E work out. Because, you know, they're... You're going to have some vendors that are, that may not be there, and uh, you know people are going to be climbing all over each other just to get to see Billy Idol or Machine Gun Kelly. But you wonder, you wonder how people are going to react after not having it last year. Well, and you also wonder how um, they said over the weekend that the West Springfield Board of Health will decide, I think, two or three days before the start of the biggie, as to whether or not you're going to need to wear masks outdoors um they are requiring masks indoors but they they could very well at the last minute say now nah, everybody's got to have a mask on unless you're uh, unless you're eating so if i go into like the better living center or the mallory center i gotta put my mask on that's right okay 
I, uh, I went to the uh, Mattoon Street Arts Festival uh, over the weekend. Well, how was that? It was uh, it was very nice. They had uh, lots of great uh, displays and vendors and all oh, that yeah. other good stuff. And uh, I got to see the inside of Judy Matt's house. Did you really? Very nice. She invited me in. And, Take uh, anything? Oh yeah, I took everything. You I, took a you took a clock, right? I, I took yes, I took a yeah. clock. I took a, <laughs> so you could do a leave behind. I <laughs> took a glass Fabergé egg, yeah. mm-hmm. but I had to return it once Guido the Killer Pimp went after me. Uh, she uh, she fed us uh, ice cream and cookies and uh, it was oh uh, was it butter cream. pecan ice cream? She had butter pecan oh. ice cream, but I did not take the butter pecan oh. ice cream. I went for the peanut butter cup ice cream, Ooh. which you know, was phenomenal. I would never buy butter pecan uh, ice cream, but I, I was at her house one time as well, and mm. and she had it homemade, and it was like, oh, this is I can't believe I'm missing out on this. It, it was fantastic. Oh yeah, it's a that's a delicious flavor. But that's like one of those things where if you've never tried it, you think, you think well, that can't possibly be good. Oh no, no, no! It's good. And it's it, real good. And Bill Pepin was there too. He lives there. Well, yeah, I know. We we're all like hanging out together. Bill Pepin doesn't live over there. <laughs> oh, he, li- he lives in the basement of Judy's house. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, he couldn't build that house out in Hampton. <laughs> right. he, had so to- <laughs> he had to find a place because yeah. he already sold his and old I house. I went down to the basement. I yeah. said, Bill, I found so a turtle down here. You can't live here anymore. So Judy cleared out a corner of her basement. Uh, she doesn't even need to. I mean, it's a three story house, for she God's was- sake. And-, and there was a fresh pot of turtle soup on the stove. Oh, I believe yeah, that. I, I bet there was. was. Yeah. But uh, no, it was. But they ha- the point of the whole story was the the entrance to Mattoon Street on either end. Uh, they had it was it was they had masks for you to wear, mm-hmm. like in case you didn't bring one. Right. And it, but it was like a um, it was like getting hors d'oeuvres at a wedding. Like it had, there was <laughs> a, a pair of tongs that you picked. <clears throat> Yeah. Dipped into the box, sure. and picked out a mask, and then uh, that, serve it. That's the way they. That's the way they serve masks uh, at the Demore Center. When you when you go in there, there's somebody standing there with a pair of tongs. It's very and, and yeah, a box of masks. It's very elegant, isn't it? Yes. You, oh yes. Uh, it's very very sophisticated now, part of town. Did you go into Judy's house because she knows you, or is because I've never been to the Mattoon Street Festival? Are are all the homes open? Uh, no, no. Uh, oh, this okay. was more of a home invasion. If oh, you okay. It's yeah. it's like a street fair, right? And if you know somebody who lives on Mattoon Street, maybe you can go inside. I see. Okay. Did you? Uh, well, I was. I was did with, you use the toilet? I was with one of my daughters and and my girlfriend, and she invited us in to to. She was very hospitable. She, you know, hospitable. That's what I said. I thought you said hospitable. She's, she was very hospitable. Yes, <laughs> she was actually yeah. performing surgery she, and nursing wounds. She was and, uh, so nice. She was what I'd call ICU. The cookies were out of this world. Of course. It was just. Uh, did you, you know, use the bathroom? I did not use the bathroom. I no. probably should have just to just to see what was in the medicine cabinet. Of course, you got to rifle through that stuff. What's the point of going <laughs> to someone's bathroom and not doing that? No, you want to see what kind of uh, what kind of ailments they're dealing with. But uh, very good, very good turnout for the, uh, the the Mattoon Street Festival. But everybody was uh, properly distanced and you know having oh, a yeah. good time. People stay out of your way. Uh, two people were on board of a plane that skidded off the runway at the Orange Municipal Airport early Friday evening, according to Orange officials. Orange officials. Yeah, they're they orange. look like they look like Trump. They look like Loompas. Yeah, the pilot and passenger of the plane were not injured. They exited the aircraft before help arrived. Just after 6 p.m., Shelburne Control Dispatch received uh, calls about a four-seater Mooney plane that had uh, skidded off the runway and landed on the fuselage. All on-duty and off-duty personnel were called in to assist. They also assisted a tow truck company. 
to get the plane off the runway. The pilot uh, told officials the plane's landing gear did not lower while trying to land, prompting a controlled landing bellied in without using the landing gear. That's scary. On the runway or in the grass? It looks like it was on the runway and skidded into the grass. Wow. That is... uh... That's some bulls right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you would think that uh, you'd, you'd get sparks from landing on the pavement, and then that could potentially ignite the fuel, so you would think you'd land in the grass. Mm. But what do I know? Yeah, I was going to say, look look at you being an FAA investigator. Mm. No, well, it's just really being a pilot. Uh, crews from the Springfield Fire Department assisted police in rescuing a man from a rock wall over the Mill River uh, over the Mill River on Friday. But it wasn't a rock wall. It was a rock a lobster. <laughs> According to Ryan Walsh, a suspect uh, wanted on warrants uh, ran from police and was found along the river. Officials were able to talk him off the ledge. The uh, suspect was taken to a local hospital for evaluation. Police are investigating a second bank robbery, this time at the Freedom Credit Union branch located in West Springfield on Friday. This was the second one in a week. Uh, The West Springfield police said they received multiple panic alarms from the Freedom Credit Union on Union Street at 2.22 p.m. This is very detailed for a West Springfield story. Multiple panic alarms? Yeah. That's weird. Well, probably is a panic alarm under uh, Susie's desk. Well, I know, and you think that only Susie, and it's Suze, Suze. by the way. Yeah, and then there's um, one under Elaine's desk. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this whole business between Susie and Elaine. And Elaine, Elaine and Susie. Susie. Right. <laughs> Witnesses told officers a woman handed the teller a note demanding money and left on foot with an undisclosed amount. Uh, no one was injured. The woman is described as white in her 30s, wearing a black hoodie, jeans, mm. sneakers, and a medical mask. That is a lot of information from West Springfield. Yeah. Some, somebody new must have stepped in there. Uh, on Thursday, police were called. Normally, in. it would be somebody in West Springfield done something wrong. Yeah. If or, you have any, yeah. if you have any information, or robbed a bank. Yeah, yeah, robbed a financial institution. Right. But now right. it's on Thursday. Police were called to the R Credit Union on Park Avenue for a bank robber. Wow, in that man. case, the suspect also handed the teller a note demanding money. That suspect is described as a white man wearing a gray hoodie, black shirt, gray shorts, brown hat, white shoes, white hat. What, what is that song? Oh, by uh, by Rancid, right? Black Cadillac, Black. right? Right? You're right. Yes. I, I don't remember the lyrics, but and a blue face mask. That's the problem. So, so with both these of the masks. bank robbers were wearing medical masks. Yeah. Well, you know what? Kudos to them. Cheers <laughs> for, <laughs> for robbing the bank. Cheers for wearing a mask. Well, you got to protect yourself from the other people. What if, how do you know all those employees well, they, aren't vaccinated exactly. inside the bank? Well, they could have been hiding their identity, which is a little bit more than just being re- a responsible citizen. I don't know. I think when you do that, you wear uh, you wear the, the little, like raccoon eye things uh, around your eyes so people can't identify you. These these people were wearing masks because it's what, a pandemic. What do, you, what do you think these are, like the henchmen for the penguin? I mean, <laughs> yes. these are not. Uh, we're not talking about criminal masterminds here. Yeah, they are at least aware of the health issues. A uh, 27-year-old British man named Simon Robinson ordered a bacon roll from McDonald's recently. That must be some sort of English bacon thing yeah, I'm that sure they have. Yeah, I'm sure and when he opened it up, he noticed that one of the pieces looked a little strange, it, uh, like it had a, quote, pig nipple attached to it. He has a photo of it, and it does kind of look like bacon with a nipple on it, but the people at McDonald's checked it out, and they are not confident that that's what it is. A representative said, quote, 
We use back bacon in all of our bacon rolls, and due to the location that this cut is taken from, we are confident that this customer is mistaken in his claim. But Simon said it was revolting. He's mistaken of his bacon? He's mistaken of his bacon. I am uh, looking at pictures of this bacon with the nipple. Mm -hmm. It does kind of look like a nipple, but it also could just be be the way the fat kind of curled up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Simon said it was revolting to the point where Simon said. Yeah, Simon Simon says uh, to the point where it's put him off meat and he's planning to go vegan. I'm off meat because of one pig breast, pig nipple. It's just a nipple. They're just just small small brown protuberances. Exactly. Everybody has them. Do you know what the Do you know what these little uh, bugs look like that are attracted to water and moisture? They're not water bugs because I'm actually looking at a water bug right now online because I wanted to see if it was the same thing and it's not. A mosquito? No, no, they don't fly. They're just they're they're small little crawling things. Yeah. Um. So I have a when I drink my iced coffee every day. I have a number of uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, uh, straws that mm. I rinse and then keep in the uh, the dish drainer, the the strainer, the drainer thing look, uh, where I put all the wet dishes. Look at you protecting the turtles. Oh yeah, yeah. Boy, I don't know what that has to do with turtles. But, well, you're environmentally um, conscious. Oh, oh, you're right. not just throwing the, the straws away in the garbage. So the other day, uh, I grab one of those. I grab one of those straws and I pop it into my iced coffee. And uh, on the first sip, I feel something sharp on my tongue, and I just I just spit out the whole mouthful of coffee that I had. I was standing over the sink. Do the noise you made. At this. Was so, it like a pfft? How about a and uh, and one of those bugs is crawling around in the bottom of the sink. Hmm. It had been inside the straw. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So when I uh, when I you know the first suck on the straw, I uh, I it came it went it, the first suck on the straw and the thing came into my mouth. I mean I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know right. uh, if you're going to be recycling straws, they do have these uh, these things that it's like a it's like a wire and it's got a little brush on oh, one end. Oh, I've got one of those too. And you use that? No. Well, maybe you should. That way, the at the very least, you'd push the bug out of the straw. Yeah. You're taking your life into your own hands. Usually, you can know one to blame, but yourself. I usually run the straw under the water, so I don't know if the bug was at the bottom of my coffee cup or in that straw. Mm. Uh, I'm guessing it was in the straw. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was gross. That's why I spit it out. <sighs> This are the adventures of John O'Brien. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> and then I had a bug in my straw. You should have seen it. Yeah. And when I sucked him out, it came in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Please. So I spit it out. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to swaddle something like that. Because uh, that's gross. You know what's a better coffee than that? It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, which is your Pioneer Valley forecast. is brought to you by it's velvety smooth and never bitter and bug free. You look for the black and white can in the beverage cooler. Going to be mostly sunny today after thunderstorms rolling throughout the area. Then a high of 78 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 76. It's still 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. As a Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 757, and Joan Jett on Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call, football. 
Weekly winners score a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So check your stats or go with your gut and play Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I'm trying to find uh, the new mask mandate order for Springfield, which I I believe begins today. It begins today. And is it all public buildings, all businesses? It's everything, except outdoors it's not required uh, with social distancing in, in, in mind. But so if you go to a restaurant or a bar, you got to wear your mask. And if you're even if you're sitting outdoors? Even if you're, well, probably. Mm, unless um, you're eating. Unless, exactly, yeah. unless, unless you're eating. And the musicians do not have to wear them, from what I understand, which is good because it would be harder to hear the band. Um, but what I didn't hear until this morning is the uh, president's mandate, the, the the mandate from Joe Biden, does not apply to Congress or the federal court system. Really? How how do you how do you pick and choose who should wear masks? It seems to me that either people should wear them or they shouldn't wear them. And the only way to pick and choose is between maybe vaccinated and unvaccinated, even though obviously we have the breakthrough uh, cases. So that would probably be more of a reason to not exclude certain people. But how do you say that, you know, the president wants to have a nationwide mandate, but it doesn't include Congress? Yeah, I I don't see to me this sounds like real arbitrary type of stuff, Mm -hmm. but. You know, you I don't mean, think you can catch something from Richie Neal just as easily as you can catch it from anybody else? Maybe not COVID, but something else. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. All I know is they're they're insisting upon masks regardless of your vaccination status in mm. in Springfield starting today. So, you know, it, yeah. Well, the good news is is that if y'all do it, it'll be a temporary situation. Oh, uh, yeah. If you, you don't do it, we're just going to continue to go through this forever. Yeah. So. Go ahead and put your mask on and be smart about it. Listen to you. What? You and your, if you wear a mask, it'll make it go away faster. What well, are you talking about? You get a better handle on it if we just comply to some of the things you're being asked to oh, do. Oh, just comply. You mean give up our freedoms? Yes. Yes. Actually, no. You're not giving up your freedoms. Of if, not. if they were telling you that you couldn't get your, your vaccination, that would be yeah. the government imposing uh, their will. Here, we're just trying to keep people alive. Uh, speaking of doing that, uh, the sheriff, among others, trying to keep people alive by not going into the courthouse. And uh, we'll talk with Nick Kochi in a few minutes. It's 8 o'clock on Rock 102. From from one county to another, from, uh, from the lockup to the courthouse, here and there, um, it almost seemed like the pandemic was a good thing to, to be able to have electronic arraignments, electronic courtroom appearances, those kinds of things. Um, and, and I know you've said you're not going to transfer anybody anymore uh, or until this is fixed, but are you at least doing the electronic works? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think uh, anything good comes out of the pandemic other than we got to try to find some silver lining of what's uh, really, uh, you know, turned our world upside down over the past almost two years. And so, yes, uh, we call virtual uh, conferencing, and it's uh, video conferencing. And due to the pandemic, uh, every 
sheriff's office around the Commonwealth was forced to get into the 2021s, meaning uh, get into that 21st century, because uh, we were not equipped to do so. And uh, we got there, and it's been working very, very well, specifically with Springfield, with Springfield Courthouse, the Hall of Justice. So um, we've worked through a lot of issues that have come up over the past two years, but uh, we got a system that's working. So court proceedings, to a certain degree, can continue. There are some um, motions that have to be in front of a judge, and the judge wants the individual standing there, and I certainly understand that. But uh, as you saw, I sent you some pictures. Uh, I'm not going to send anybody over there to sit for hours on end. I call it extended exposure, as the district attorney called it, um, just to sit there and become uh, subjected to a potential health crisis. And uh, I don't think it's anything new. Uh, you know, we're talking about um, uh, investigating and remediation on mold. Mold is not the only issue in the building. Let's make that very clear. Yeah. When you look back and you see what happened to Judge Boyle and Judge Coomer, and then you, my, uh, my, another friend of mine, uh, Donnie Ash, who was down there for decades, uh, you know, this, this is not a coincidence. These are numbers of illnesses that have a ratio of hitting the lottery. You don't have back-to-back individuals in the same exact chambers uh, contract and succumb to these type of diseases. It just doesn't happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure the jail in Ludlow is a very clean, spotless facility. But the optics of the sheriff saying, your courtroom is too filthy and gross for me to send guys who spend their day in jail. That said, to me, that's a pretty powerful statement for the state to say, gee, maybe we should be taking this thing seriously. No, I, I think that's a great point, Bax. And the, the fact of the matter is, is our facility is immaculate. It's hospital-ready, it's hospital-clean, and that's because we do have the inmates assist us on a daily basis keeping the place clean. We have custodial maintenance programs. They're certified in uh, um, you know, uh, custodial degrees and... Uh, you know, all the things that come with it and how to, what the proper chemical ratio is and how to buff and wax and you name it, dis, uh, sanitize, disinfect. That's why this place is so clean. I was on the phone all weekend uh, with um, uh, the, the judges that are running the courthouse as well as um, uh, Mr. O'Brien, who is the facilities uh, director for the trial courts, and I just let him know where, where I'm at and... Uh, and he, uh, in return, said that there's been a lot of progression and progress done down in the lockup over uh, the weekends, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'll be sending two of my staff down, my major and my captain, to go down and do a, a, a safety check, not only of the lockup, but, uh, you know, uh, you can paint the walls, but did you scrape the walls? And, that, and that's the things that we look for. Did you, did you disinfect? Did you uh, scrape the mold? Did you uh, then... Uh, wash it down, and then paint. We don't paint over a problem. So uh, I have every bit of confidence that they did it the right way, but I'm going to put my eyes on it because yeah. as the district attorney and uh, Laura Gentile and uh, Cheryl Coakley-Rivera and Rosemary Sacamone, they all stood up for their staff. Their staff had a voice. I'm the voice of the inmates. Um, and, uh, you know, if I didn't do this, I'd be getting uh, ripped from the uh, advocacy groups. And by doing it, um, I hopefully I'm showing that... Uh, you know, uh, when I have to take visits, when the pandemic took place and we had to restrict uh, people coming in, um, people felt we were being unfair. But I said it was what kept the place safe. Now uh, we're not sending inmates to a courthouse that we believe 
is not in the best interest of individuals' health and welfare. So hopefully they can just see that we're trying to be respectful and we're just trying to do the right thing, not create chaos, but do the right thing. And the the pictures you sent me, which you said, are from from the courthouse. There was an article um, in Mass Live over the weekend, and I don't know now, maybe I misread it, that you're going, Stuart Weldon's trials, or at least the progression towards the trial, is uh, getting closer. And did the article I read say that you have transferred him to the lockup or you're going to transfer him? No. So uh, Mr. Weldon was uh, brought to court on Friday. Uh, We utilized a a lockup uh, on the third floor that was in much better condition and shape than the one downstairs. But the ones upstairs, they, they kept my transportation deputies with them the entire time as well as the court officers, and he was never left alone. The ones upstairs are not, I would say, uh, what we call uh, suicide preventative. These are, again, antiquated uh, cell settings. Uh, They do not meet a lot of the standards when it comes to uh, um, people being in there uh, alone uh, and what could happen to them if they uh, get creative. So uh, we did not take our eyes off of our uh, our, our, our cargo, I should say, yeah. when we had him at the uh, at the courthouse, yeah. the individual went right in, uh, was dealt with by Superior Court, and the individual was brought right back out. So in a very safe manner. Right. But that's for one person. It's a very high profile case. We do not want to see any of these cases um, um, be tossed out based on the fact that the uh, defendants aren't being seen in timely manners. So what I'm trying to show is that we're not trying to be an obstacle to the criminal justice system uh, or especially the judicial process. We're trying to be a solution to it. But in doing so, uh, nobody had a problem shutting the court the courthouse down for every COVID case that came across. The court was emptied immediately and cases were immediately halted. Well, this is just as important to me and, and to the offender population. Therefore, to be ordered to send people in, um, uh, I can be. Um, and then I have to make a decision. Am I going to be the individual that uh, is found in contempt, and I'll be the one sitting in the lockup? And quite frankly, uh, that's where I'm leaning right now. We don't uh, uh, we don't want to uh, save the taxpayers' money by allowing a potential serial killer to harm himself. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, hey, that's his time comes in in, in the court. In the court, I know, to I know, that. I know. You know, but my thing, my 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 simple the simple facts are is the courthouse is not okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says because it's not what I say, it's not even what the district attorney says, and it's not what this uh, remediation uh, company is saying. We know differently. We have friends, we have colleagues that have succumbed to illnesses based out of that courthouse, and it's not coincidence. People stood up. We have the attention of Boston. Boston wants us to get back to normal. I received calls from the uh, Chief Justice of the Superior Court, and, and we had a great dialogue. Hey, Sheriff, uh, can you get the wheels going to the courthouse? With all due respect, Your Honor, no, I can't yeah. because it's not yeah. the right thing to do. This is Sheriff Nick Kochi on the phone. You know, I'm I'm, I'm looking at pictures you know, online here, some from Mass Live, some from social media of some of the uh, some of the, the the problems you're having at the courthouse, and I can't help but think that this were a nursing home or another state-run building. Um, soldiers home soldiers home if these pictures were out and it looked like this these facilities would all be shut down by the state of massachusetts and the fact that the trial court has been dragging their heels on this building for now it seems like decades they're just putting themselves in a deeper and deeper position 
where you know their their justifications for not dealing with this 20 years ago is becoming pretty damn shallow between you and the DA and uh, Cheryl Rivera. It just it just shows you know this is not a quick fix. This needs a wrecking ball and needs to be re- rebuilt. I, you're 100% right, and there's been um, options that are, are being brought as we speak to the table for temporary relocation and then eventually a permanent relocation. Here's the thing. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts does not want to get into the business, uh, especially today, of building buildings and then maintaining them. What you have seen over the last several years is other people will design and design it functionally for what the needs are, and the Commonwealth will then lease the building. Um, and, th- and that's fine. Um, the bottom line is we need a new place to go. And uh, I believe that the district attorney and everybody else is standing very strong on this. Um, we're not going to just succumb to peer pressure from Boston saying, you know, you're making us look bad. Let's get the, uh, the wheels rolling on the bus. Let's get things back to normal. Things aren't normal. Okay? Yep. They're not normal. So let's not pretend they are. And we finally have got your ear. So we're going to talk to you, and we hope you're going to listen. And uh, if you want to talk about the court processes and, and due process, well, then help be part of the solution. Temporary, temporarily relocate, start to find a long-term fix, and uh, Springfield is the busiest courthouse in the Commonwealth. Okay, we should have an ear and we should have a voice. I don't, you know, I don't think I think MGM has come to realize now, uh, after a couple of years, that they don't need an eight-story parking garage. Uh, what about turning one of the floors of that parking garage and putting up walls and bars and making that a courthouse? Hey, John, I'm going to leave you to doing the the uh, morning talk show stuff uh, yeah. when it comes to relocating <laughs> the courthouse. Why don't we leave that to people that got a little better uh, feel on it? Well, because Probably. unfortunately, the people who got a little better feel on it aren't doing anything. You know that that's well, you're right. That, you're that's right. the whole thing. There was a com- there was a comparison last week finally made of you know the trial court may make the decisions, but supposedly the the ownership of the building and the jurisdiction over it can be overrun by the governor. The governor can step in, uh, overrule the trial court, and basically order the building shut down. Well, the, well, the governor has, under uh, Health and Human Services, there's agencies that, for example, public health. They could go in and, and deem the place a health hazard, which I'm sure they, they will or, or, or are in the process of doing, and they could shut it down. But also remember what the governor said last week or two weeks ago. The trial courts has been its own entity. They, run, they, they manage their buildings. They take care of their buildings, per se, and they manage them. It's an entity set aside from anything that falls under directly of the governor. Now, my facility is audited by the Department of Corrections. My facility is audited by public health, DPH. Uh, you name it, they come in, they audit yearly. That is not happening uh, down the courthouse. And in my recommendation from somebody who is audited frequently, who always, you, everybody gets uptight when auditors come in, it's a good process. It's a transparent process. And it's a process that usually, usually yields a cleaning a uh, overlook of the entire facility, rooms that aren't open for weeks and months, that's what audits yield. And it's a good process that plays out down the road. I would encourage uh, the trial courts to implement some type of, uh, uh, you know, every six months somebody comes in and does an audit, whether it be of the air ventilation system, just the, the physical and the visual uh, makeup of the, of the facilities inside and out, 
Um, it just means that other people are putting their eyes on it, and you're going to yield a much better outcome. Sheriff Nick Coach, it's good to talk to you. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, thanks, we'll talk Nick. to you soon. It's uh, 827 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. September means fall in New England. Football. To uh, Ray Berry of White Lion and uh, another guy uh, who are uh, putting together a pro wrestling event at Tower Square this coming Saturday. So we're mm. talking to to Ray about that and about the brewery and everything else that uh, that Ray is involved in. So that's uh, tomorrow morning after 8 o'clock. Saw him a couple of times this weekend. Um, Friday night, uh, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday night at a, a big event outside of uh, outside of White Lion, closed down that portion of Bridge Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were expecting, we, we didn't stay late enough, but uh, Marcus Camby and Travis Best came over. Uh, after the induction ceremony, but it was uh, very cool. I mean, they had tables outside, and um, you know, when when the city allows, whether it's the fort or or a place like White Lion, when the city allows a, a portion of a road to be closed so that it can be turned into a a, a courtyard or or some kind of a pedestrian place, um, it really, I think, it really benefits the city. Well, it it brings a it brings a definite a definite uh, feel. Yeah. To whenever that happens, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and the city actually, I think, does a pretty good job of allowing that to happen. I, I don't know of too many events that have been squashed uh, because they won't close right. down. A str- I mean, the Spirit of Springfield does it. I mean, yeah. they, they do a pretty good job of trying to create those that kind of atmosphere. I just wish they would try uh, a little bit better, a little bit different. And I've mentioned this many times before, mostly back before the uh, bike nights were destroyed, but the the idea and Worthington Street is the perfect example to turn something like Worthington Street into a bourbon street type situation where you can go from one establishment to the next and carry your drink or stand in the street and talk with your friends like when they have that worthy street festival right um you know to be able to do that all summer long would be would be kind of nice i mean yeah. the way it is now you still have to be confined to the establishments that you're getting the alcohol from the issue i think is you know special permits and i think they're only you know one day permits three day permits as far as like a like a permanent or or uh you know a seasonal permit i don't even know if they've even considered that mm. or taken it seriously but i mean i don't i don't uh, disagree i i It'd be interesting to see if the if the business owners on that part of the Worthington Street would want that. Mm. I mean, there are some people that are doing it already, but they keep their bottles in a bag. True, yeah. and they're not necessarily going in from one establishment no. to the next. They're no. just sitting out there on the street getting on their dirt bike asking for change we got news next to rock 102 if you're looking for the best car buying experience and the most for your trade-in value look no further than leah toyota of wilbraham leah toyota wilbraham is now the area's authorized kelly blue book buying center leah toyota wilbraham will give you an instant cash offer to purchase your car truck or suv any make and model based on the kelly blue book value and in most cases they'll pay off your lease regardless of how many remaining payments or miles and at leah toyota wilbraham they'll do this whether you purchase a vehicle from them or not and remember leah toyota wilbraham is the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned vehicles 2145 boston road or 24 7 at leahtoyotawilbraham.com Looking for an exhilarating experience? Take a trip back to the Middle Ages and test your Viking skills at Odin's Keep Axe House. With a Viking ship bar, eight throwing pits, arcade games, pool, and cornhole, you don't have to be a Viking to have a good time at Odin's Keep Axe House in Enfield, Connecticut. 
In the mood for a delicious burger? Join the 99 Restaurant's new rewards program and enjoy any burger for just $5.99 every Wednesday in September. Join online or download their mobile app, The 99. Always the real deal. Ooh, that's one sweet sound. You used to love getting under the hood. Nothing could stop you, except your back. But what if you went to Hartford HealthCare's Bone and Joint Institute? They never stop doing orthopedics. It's all they do. They fix hips, backs, and knees the way you fix the carburetor in a 69 Firebird. So do that one thing you did better than anything at the one hospital in Connecticut dedicated to orthopedics. Hartford HealthCare's Bone and Joint Institute. It's 8.34 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Adam Quinneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEW-ROOF.NET today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Police in Springfield are continuing to investigate a shooting that left a woman with serious injuries that took place about 2.50 p.m. on Saturday on Vermont Street in the Forest Park neighborhood. Police responding to a shot spotter activation responded to the area and found the victim. She was brought to Bay State by ambulance with serious injuries. The Detective Bureau is overseeing the investigation, according to Brian Walsh. Uh, two people were on board of a plane that skidded off the runway at Orange Municipal Airport early Friday evening, according to Orange fire officials, as opposed to the green ones. Yeah, the green ones are on strike. The pilot and passenger of the plane were not injured. They exited the aircraft before help arrived. Just after 6 p.m., Shelburne Control Dispatch received calls about four seater a four-seater Mooney plane that had skidded off the runway and landed on the fuselage. Muni plane? Mooney. M- Mooney? Mooney. Like, like uh, the Reverend Moon? Uh, M-O-O-N-E-Y. O-N-E-Y. Yeah. Uh. Like money, but Mooney. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the pilot told officials the plane's landing gear did not lower while trying to land, prompting a uh, controlled landing bellied in without using the landing gear. Crew spent hours stabilizing the aircraft using cribbing and airbags. Cribbing? Yeah, did you ever play a game of cribbing? Uh, I played cribbage. That's different. Oh, is that the same? Yeah, yeah, that's a different game. Yeah, Yeah, see, I get those two mixed up. Uh, Amherst police were called to Nutting Avenue early Saturday morning following reports of a firearm uh, than what were thought to be gunshots. According to police, officers arrived to the location and saw college-aged individuals fleeing. They look like a couple of college kids there. Junior? Senior? Go after them. Freshman? A uh, physical description and clothing uh, description led officers to Carlos Vasquez, who was in a motor vehicle driving away from the area. Vasquez was found with a 9mm handgun in his possession. Officers were able to obtain the firearm. Vasquez was not licensed to carry that firearm. Can you imagine that? Everybody running away gets away. Mm -hmm. You in the car, which is probably the fastest method, cannot get away. Yeah, but because the cops are probably better at chasing someone by car than by foot then uh th- then i can see how you might get caught i mean i not to point to fingers at anybody but i've seen a couple of cops out there that i'm pretty sure most of us can beat in a in a foot chase oh yeah i i've seen many that I, most of us could beat in a walking race but what, um, what about a hot dog eating contest no that one that. that one you'd lose but yeah i mean you know plus there are more police cars to head off a a, a fleeing driver than there are going to be runners. Um, What was I just going to say about that? That I was right. Well, yeah, you're right, and you're you're handsome, and uh, you're very... (laughs) All right, now you're pouring it on a little bit thick. (laughs) 
Uh, hey, uh, U.S. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren was in the area over the weekend. Wow. wow. Whoopee whoa. Warren attended a town hall meeting outside of Northampton's Forbes Library, where she gave her thoughts on many issues, among them voting rights and student loan forgiveness. Is this the first time out in Western Massachusetts? I no. believe it might be. She was, uh, she was only uh, maybe, what, uh, 30 yards away from us at the Mayflower Marathon? No, that, no, was, that, that wasn't was her. That Coakley. was Martha Coakley. Oh, that was Coakley. Yeah. Yeah, but Elizabeth... Elizabeth Warren doesn't want to answer our calls. She doesn't want to answer our calls. As a matter of fact, she was at the when she was at the Sheriff Ash picnic. Yes, we tried to get her when she was standing literally ten feet away, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get near her because her person wouldn't let us. They said uh, the the senator doesn't have time. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren's got like you know butter from the clams all over her face, and she's you know. Digging into cherry stones and, you know, doing what everybody else does over there. They told us to step off. Step off, they said. Yeah, I know. Did they say that? I they don't know. St- yeah, I said step off. I believe they said step off, bitch. Yeah, you that know, might have been it. I'm at the point, and I don't know if you guys are with me on this one, but I'm at the point now that even if she were in an act of desperation oh, yeah. and wanted to talk to Turn us. Turn her down. Which would never happen. But let's just say it did. Yeah, yeah. I would feel inclined to say, no. Nope. You know what? We've got Scott Cohen today instead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We're uh, we're all booked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Thursday? I'm oh, sorry. Geez. We got Zolak. So, yeah. Eh, yeah. afraid not. But you know, you know who else was in town last night? I believe it was last night, or at least some point over the weekend. Was uh, Al Franken? He was here. He did a comedy show. <laughs> no, he's doing it this weekend. Oh, he's doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I read it wrong. And there's a publicist that hasn't gotten back to us either. What's wrong with some of these people? I don't know. You think you're trying to rebuild your career and all this other stuff, but you think you'd answer the call. Well, the other thing, too, is like when a spokesman has no comment. Mm. You're a spokesman. That's what you do. Yeah, but, when, but, but a publicist who's a, whose sole position mm-hmm. is to seek publicity for exactly. certain people and their events yep. refuses to talk to us. You wonder... Well, like, what's that all about? Well, that was like Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin's the same way. She's just too good. Yeah. Well, look at her now. I mean, I've been trying to get an interview with Billy Idol because I want to talk about, you know, what happened to all that credibility he once had. And And I can't get anybody to even uh, answer my my emails. You can't even get them at the midnight hour. I wish I could, but I can't even do that. Ridiculous. Uh, It is ridiculous. And he's coming to the Big E. What, 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 you know, what, what is that? I'll be here in days. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to. You should be able to get a hold of a guy when you point out to him. You know, uh, remember, 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 Billy, back uh, what was it, nineteen eighty three, when you filled up uh, stadiums night after night for a half a year on tour, mm-hmm. and now you're doing state fairs. You really think you can turn down interviews? I got some guy texting me that Elizabeth Warren has been out here like every other weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need to see proof of that. I don't care. Not anymore. Back when uh, back when I did care, I would have loved to have had her on the air. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, I'm yeah. over it. Uh, Billy Idol is uh, here to dedicate a song to Charlotte Ash, I believe. Uh, I think it's Eyes Without a Face. Well, okay. The, yeah, the, yeah, Char- Char- Charlotte Nash. Nash. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, there you go. Who did I say? Uh, Charlotte Nash. I don't know who that was. Or Charlotte Ash, I think. Right, right. I mean, yes. Yeah, something like that. No, no, that was the that was the uh, lady on the on the Facts of Life. No, 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 Steve. That's Charlotte Ray. You're thinking of the guy that uh, 
<laughs> You're thinking of the guy whose name was Johnson. Right. <laughs> That's Ray J. Johnson. <laughs> Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna have easy flow with this. No, no we're not. not. Police and firefighters recently responded to a call in St. Augustine Beach, Florida, about a 39 year old woman who is acting a little bit strange. But it's Florida, so it's like, isn't everybody acting <laughs> that's strange? How you, down that's there? how you fit in. When they showed up on the scene, she uh, claimed she needed CPR, even though she was fully conscious and running around. So they started walking her to an ambulance, but she broke away and ran off. They decided not to chase her because there wasn't any crime being com- committed, at least not yet. And while they were packing up to leave, someone yelled, She's stealing the truck! And they realized she jumped into the driver's seat of a fire engine. They yanked a her out. fire engine? <clears throat> yeah. They yanked her out, out and asked her if she was on anything, and she told them she'd been drinking, quote, Elixir of Life as a uh, as in a magical potion that makes you immortal. Hmm. She's uh, facing a felony I'm, for uh, Grand Theft Auto. What do you mix with something like that, like the Elixir of Life? Uh, it's uh, tonic. That's something from the Harry Potter oh, yeah. movies. I'll, I'll have an elixir of life and tonic, please. Yeah, yeah, Extra please. lime. Um, it's, and don't that, salt the rim. I'm guessing that she didn't know how to drive a fire truck. Probably not, and that's so probably how she couldn't get it in gear. And uh, yeah, but which would, is why it's ironic that she's charged with grand theft auto just for sitting in the driver's seat. Well, yeah, they let kids do that at at uh, at uh, big truck days. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, touch a truck, yeah, touch a truck. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, they I don't come- charge the kid with <laughs> attempted grand theft. Well, the kids are rarely drunk on the elixir of life yeah, either. Well. They had a couple of those things over the weekend. I think Russell yeah. had one, and yeah. uh, Westfield had one. It they was have like one the- every year at the. Uh, at uh, the school I live near. And, uh, and they're pretty cool events, though. Uh, for... They're a pain in the ass after about a half an hour sitting out on the deck trying to read, listening to sirens and 18-wheeler horns going off because every damn mm. kid in it has to blow the horn because you didn't hear it the first time. It's not about hearing it. They have to They have to be the one to push the button. Kids. Wow. <laughs> thank, thank you for your service to the community, John O'Brien. Yeah, by, by getting yeah. a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying by serving on the police force <laughs> yeah, of yeah. people you really didn't care about. Well, you know, I'm not all of them. Yeah, I'm here to protect and serve, <laughs> but I get to choose who. Yeah, some of you. But I, I like the idea that somebody was like, hey, she's stealing the truck. There was a video I saw of this guy who's a janitor in a New York City subway, and right. he's mopping the floor. And all of a sudden, this other guy gets up. He was sitting on a backpack, and he gets up off the backpack while the guy's mopping, listening to his uh, his earphones, and he pulls his pants down and starts to go to the bathroom inside the bucket. <laughs> and he doesn't know what's going on. So, But people walking by going, he's essing in your bucket, man. <laughs> and the guy turns around and goes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and he tries to, like, fight him. He dr- goes to, like, fight him, and the guy... Pulls up his pants. He's like, I got to go. And then <laughs> the janitor like backs off because he doesn't want to get into like a physical altercation with the guy. Right. And then the guy goes, I'm sorry. And he pulls his pants down again and continues to go into the bucket. Well, you got to go, man. <laughs> but I just I like the people walking by going, he's asking in your bucket, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny. Uh, I, what about these thunderstorms? I no, they're, they're, gone. Were, they're gone. They're gone. All right. So yeah. mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 76. It's 69 in downtown Springfield. Giggity. 
And that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Mm. <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 851. And you too on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunshine uh, now for the rest of it. And uh, a high of about uh, 70, I think. It's uh, already, well, actually it's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked out the Max O'Brien podcast today, uh, well, there's one coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, my guest this week, Jody Stevens. Jody Stevens was from the band Big Star. All three of Big Star's albums are on the Rolling Stone Top 500 of all time. He is the last surviving member of the band, and you can check that out on an Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly from BaxonO'Brien.com. So I was reading this uh, article over the weekend about something called Operation Chillax. Companies are, are trying to combat burnout from working uh, in the pandemic by offering their employees more time off or other perks. There was this one woman, uh, she she basically quit her job because of stress. Then she gets a new job in three weeks. And she said the real, the reason she took the new job was the company's focus on the mental well-being of its employees. No matter what, what industry you're in, COVID is making you reevaluate some of your values, some of the things that you want out of your life and your career. She said, I was seeking out a company that put wellness first. The uh, social media management platform uh, Hootsuite announced in May it would stop work for a week because it had noticed a rise in depression, anxiety, immersion, and loneliness and uncertainty resulting from uh, working in in this pandemic. There's a lot of people. The, the title of this article was um, "We'll give you a, We'll give you another vacation. Please don't quit." You know, a lot of people. Uh you know, really thrive off of working remotely. Mm-hmm. But a yes, lot of, I did. But I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just talking about people in general. There's just as many people that need to be surrounded by other people. The You know, the isolation of working from home is among those things that creates all the things you're talking about. You know, the depression, the, you know, the further isolation. You know, everyone's everyone is different. Yeah, and, but you know you're not always given the choice of whether you're working remotely or in person. No, and that's why it's nice that if, uh, well, as as is shown by this article, there are plenty of people who are like, if I don't get something from my employer to help me with this stress, you know, I, I've got, I might have some mental health issues, and that's and that's the way some people are looking at mm-hmm. it. But well, there are some people who say, well, there's other things that you might be able to do. Rather than just rely on your employer to fix to figure that out, whether that's you know exercise or better diet or you know staying in touch with friends or whatever it may be, other things that may provide some relief to all that depression and isolation. One uh, software company is offering its employees something called PTO Palooza, uh, an initiative that includes a week off and an outdoor party. Another one is a hospitality company replaced Labor Day with Labor Week. An an ad agency that has banned meetings during certain hours and plans to set aside a week off around Thanksgiving. There there are self-care weeks that Mm -hmm. are called the Global Week of Rest, Recharge Week, and as I said before, Operation Chillax. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. Excuse me. Oh, you coming down with uh, something now? Yeah, probably. Really? The air in this place that's not being circulated at all. Uh, and try to try to control workers back as the economy reopens. Some service-centered companies are offering free tuition and free hotel rooms, though not necessarily more pay. They give you free tuition, but not a raise. So it doesn't. Wouldn't all of this extra stuff cost the company? Yeah, I mean, so does the so does a bunch of people quitting. True, but on the other hand, I mean, would you need more time off, or would you rather take an increase in pay? Um, I think I would prefer some time off right now. I would take the the increase yeah, in pay. Yeah, Baxi needs a brand new pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. There's things to pay for. You're too, you're too materialistic. Not really. I'm just looking uh, actually more realistically. You said you uh, needed shoes. Well, I do need shoes. That's, well, that's not materialistic. That's uh, you know, that's just a fact. You have shoes. Yes, but they're falling apart. Yeah. I mean, they're they're barely holding on. I got you know, they got wrapped with straps and you know mm. tape and you know glue. Mm-hmm. Actually, needs a brand new pair of shoes. I'm not just pulling your leg. And they don't need to be new either. You can very well get a pair from Goodwill. I'm not. I'm not getting used shoes. Please, it'd be like trying somebody else's underwear. No, no thank you. It's used shoes. Look, I don't feel comfortable going to a bowling alley, put my feet in shoes that thousands of other people have been in. I'd like to buy a pair of their shoes. Yeah, but they're very slippery and hardwood. I almost never go on hardwood. I go on hardwood a lot. That's my if if I'm going to walk on wood, the hard stuff's my preferred wood. By the way, speaking of going on things, Steve showed me that video. He sent me that video. Oh, the guy in the bucket. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I understand. I think we all do the need, the emergency need to relieve yourself. But I, I don't know. You know, bad enough that guy stopped in mid act and pulled his pants back up again. There was clearly no attempt to do the paperwork. Yeah, no, I've I have seen that video because mm. it's it's on Reddit. You know, occasionally go on Reddit and laugh my ass off. And but you're absolutely right. I mean, you know what are, what are the odds that no paperwork was necessary? Well, and and how do you? I mean, again, I, I understand the need to go so bad. You might uh, improvise in the location, but you still are going to need to do the paperwork after. I totally agree. But yeah. then again, these are the these are the kinds of situations that only the internet can ask. I suppose. Yeah, you know, and that's what makes it so interesting because mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not the only one to have asked themselves the same question. I also want to know how he was able to balance himself well enough on basically a toilet seat with wheels. You can brace yourself if you're at the right stance, and don't ask me how I know that. It's 8:58 at Rock 102. So you're ready to settle to shove down those dreams.